Did you know that? Africa is the youngest continent in the world. Currently, Africa has the largest number of young people in its history, with over 70% of the population in the sub-Saharan area being under 30 years old, and this number is still growing. This comes as a risk as it may fuel social unrest, poverty and conflicts, but it also holds great potential for the continent in regard to modernizing the agricultural and food sector contributing to the national economies and making rural areas more sustainable and attractive. Why? Because most young people are more open to digital solutions, to new technologies and business models than their parents. Therefore, they have a real opportunity to be the key drivers and innovators for making agricultural and food systems more sustainable and future-proof. But to do so, they need certain skills and sufficient job opportunities. In fact, 25 million young Africans enter the labor market every year, with 14 million jobs needed in rural areas. So what does this mean for African agriculture, food systems, and rural areas as a whole? This is Food for Transformation. My name is Katie Gallus. I am a journalist, a moderator and an expert on development policy and happy to welcome you to today's podcast. In this month's episode, we ask, how do we help create sufficient job opportunities for Africa's largest youth generation? And how do we strengthen rural areas to ensure there are sufficient job possibilities? The rural space is at the heart of all agricultural and food systems. But at the same time, rural areas are disadvantaged in many aspects. They often lack sufficient infrastructure, have a less diversified economic structure and lack access to education, healthcare and other services. Climate change and multiple other crises such as those regarding energy and democracy come as additional challenges for rural development. For many countries, the main potential for rural transformation towards more sustainability and job creation lies within the agricultural and food sector, in which worldwide 1.2 billion people work. Although there is a lot of potential in rural areas, they still play a subordinate role at the moment. I think one of the key challenges that rural communities face is a lack of capacity. There aren't as many people in rural communities as there are in big cities, right? So one of the challenges that they have is getting all the things done and also being connected to where some of the solutions and the funding exists because they tend to be more isolated and they tend not to get the same attention from policymakers at higher levels as cities attract. I think the way to address that is by looking at ways that individual communities can come together into more territorial systems or regions. And I don't mean regions in the sense of world regions, but regions in the sense of bioregions, so that they can have a bigger voice. And by doing that, they also are able to develop capacity together and move common issues forward in a way that is productive for everybody. This is Alison Blay Palmer. She holds the UNESCO Chair in Food Biodiversity and Sustainability and is also a Professor of Geography and Environmental Sciences, with her research focusing on rural areas, among other things. Creating jobs for young people, especially in rural areas, needs the necessary attention and investment from national governments, the donor community and the private sector. 
This also requires speaking to those who these actions will benefit and assessing their requirements first and foremost. Let's have a closer look. Two-thirds of the people living in sub-Saharan Africa work in the agricultural and food sector. But the sector is aging, and the young people who hold the future of these sectors in their hands lack essential knowledge, capital and access to market. Therefore, the German Ministry for Economic Cooperation and Development commissioned the global project Employment in Rural Areas with Focus on Youth. Its focus is the 360-degree agri-jobs approach, which addresses the multiple challenges in rural areas in innovative ways. It looks at the rural labor market for youth from all sides, starting with the needs of young rural women and men. The project supports local partners, the private sector and youth organizations to support skills development, create more and better job opportunities, match skilled youth with the rural labor market and develop strong rural youth networks. The approach lays a special focus on women and how to empower and enable women to equally participate and take leadership roles, not only through women-specific trainings and business creation programs, but also through enabling environments such as childcare facilities, menstrual cups and the involvement of male community leaders. We design and we implement impact projects in Western and Central Africa, and the focus is always on empowering youth and women. The aim of creating economic, social and environmental impact. This is Muriel Diaco, the founder of Juman, a consulting firm specializing in sustainable development in Africa. One of the projects run by Juman is the Agroboot Camp in Burkina Faso, a seven-day training program on real model farms aimed specifically at young people. The program is practical, market-oriented and paints agriculture as an accessible and viable option for employment. Our idea was, first of all, to make agriculture more attractive for youth or agriculture more sexy. <laughs> Because now the image that we have of agriculture, it is for old people and it's like dusty. So yeah, the idea was really to make it more attractive and to show them the opportunities in terms of income generating activities and to train them, to give them the tools and the best practices so that they can be competitive in the local and national market. In these boot camps, Muriel points out the importance of spreading and promoting sustainable agroecological practices and green entrepreneurship. Another focus of the Agroboot Camp is to bring young people together and create systems of community, contributing to the formation of local networks between villages and regions, generating further opportunity and growth for businesses. It is good to train youth in villages or in regions, but it's better if we can connect them so that they can have new opportunities and also grow their business with each other being like clients or being like providers of each other. Muriel Diaco also points out another challenge in rural areas, the lack of access to capital. Farmers don't have sufficient education in business and finance. They are not trained in tracking finances, balancing costs and demonstrating profitability. The result is financial institutions are not willing to lend them money and to offer suitable funding schemes. 
And without that, the majority of young people don't have access to machinery and other high-cost production materials. That's why Muriel Diaco and her company offer trainings focused on financial education and entrepreneurship, rather than solely on production skills. Because it's also important when you train youth and women on how they can better produce, they need to know as well how they can better sell their products. The Acro Bootcamp is just one example of how to make business education and skills more accessible for the youth in rural areas. The 360-degree AgriJobs approach has been successfully implemented since 2020 in Burkina Faso, in Kenya, Malawi and Mozambique and helped almost 30,000 young people to find better employment and job perspectives in their rural context. The approach is well suited to the fragile context of Burkina Faso where the agricultural and agri-food sector has great potential. The opportunity given to young people and women in a difficult context to become self-employment, which gives them hopes. This is Abdullaya Yeye, the project manager of the Rural Youth Employment Project in Burkina Faso. The flexibility of the approach, especially in fragile contexts, makes it easy to scale up and adapt to other countries. To strengthen rural areas, young people need education and skills, but also the ability to access resources and employment opportunities through inclusive, multi-stakeholder, youth-driven and gender-responsive policies, structures and financing. Yet the importance or the priority of developing rural areas doesn't seem to be on the mind of politics. I think right now rural communities and many other spaces in the world are at the mercy of outside forces like multinational corporations and the neoliberal market. And really what we need to do, I think this is the biggest lesson from our work, is we need to restructure our governance systems so that the people who don't have the voices like rural communities are heard and we're listening to what they need. And also that we find ways to bring people together Currently, governance and public affairs practices in rural areas are often not in favor of supporting an equitable and inclusive development. For this, there needs to be a coherent strategy to promote rural areas, which is driven by people's needs. I think one of the biggest challenges as well is that women and youth are not represented at the decision-making level. So usually people who are taking decisions for them are just people working in offices in the capital cities and they don't really know their realities. So it's very difficult for women in rural areas to make their voices heard. This starts with bringing young people in rural areas together and showing them that they have the power to actively influence the decision-making processes that affect their future as well as highlighting that women should have equal opportunities and rights to access resources. In Kenya, the Vihiga Young Entrepreneurs Network, short VIAN, is doing exactly that, bringing young people together who work in the agricultural and food sector. Their chairperson is Colstar Karegi. She says that one of the most common misconceptions is that the youth is not interested in agriculture. And I was like, no, youth... They really want to participate in agriculture, but we don't want to do it the way you guys want us to do it. We want to do it in our own way because what I know is that youth are always innovative and flexible. Mm -hmm. Because when you look at that time when we had coronavirus, most of the innovations that came up were from youth. 
She highlights the importance of including the youth in different discussions and allowing access to positions both nationally and locally. In every discussion that is going on that affects the community at large, we have to ensure that in all those spaces there is a space for women and youth. Because when we are given these spaces, now these spaces will determine if really the issue is about us not giving the opportunity or us not giving ourselves the opportunity to speak out. In all cases, people of the sector need to be part of the solution, with consultation and opinions at every level. From those planting the seeds to the government deciding policies. It is important that rural areas are not abandoned in these considerations as they act as the cornerstone for these fragile agricultural and food systems, says Alison Blay Palmer. I think that there's a tendency right now for there to be some sort of competition almost between cities and rural spaces. And this is counterproductive and unnecessary. And if we can find ways to work in this more territorialized way, it's possible to reap benefits for everybody. I mean, people in cities need food <laughs> and the people in the rural communities are producing food and they need to be recognized for the important work that they're doing and not to be marginalized because really rural communities do get marginalized. Okay. To put it in a nutshell, four aspects are central to increasing employment growth on the African continent. First, more coherent development policies and public policy reforms are needed putting rural areas first. Second, literacy in technology, finance, digital solutions and new innovations needs to be improved. Third, significant investments in education and practical skills need to be made, for example, These can be done through vocational trainings, internships, workshops or short courses. And lastly, stronger institutional capacities, suitable entrepreneurial ecosystems and more inclusive participation of the young generation, especially women, will help secure a sustainable and long-term future of the agricultural and food sector in Africa. This was the third episode of Food for Transformation. We learned how rural areas can be strengthened. We learned about projects that help young people finding employment. And we learned which governance structures are needed to support the youth in rural areas. See you in the next episode when we talk about why soil is not only the backbone of our farming and food systems, but it's also crucial for our future human health. I see you soon. <laughs>